What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Well, the Phillies won the ball game on Tuesday night, so we heard the High Hopes song being sung afterwards. I don't know if the hopes are really high right now for the Phillies in terms of getting into the postseason, but they are a little higher than they were a day ago because they did rally to beat the Mets by the final of 5-2. to two. One bad inning, one really bad inning. We'll talk about it and some other things Met-related for you. It's always fun, isn't it, here on the Daily Mets Podcast. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Mets are doing. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. Oh, it's your Daily Mets Podcast. And here's your host, Josh Lewis. It was fun for a while on Tuesday night. Stephen Matz on the mound and the Mets actually taking a 2-0 lead. Then it all just unraveled. I got a big ball of yarn in the bottom of the sixth inning. When the bullpen got involved, Jerry Blevins and Drew Smith, most notably, failed in their pursuit. Phillies with a five-run sixth inning win the game 5-2. Josh Lewin with you and the Burke Rehabilitation Game Summary. Their outpatient therapy includes physical, occupational, speech, and specialty therapies. Give them a call at 914-597-2200 or visit them at burke.org for more info. Well, Steven Matz against Aaron Nola was the pitching matchup. Matz hadn't won since July the 26th, and it looked like that would change. You know, he's pitched very well, actually. He's got a 2.67 ERA in his last five starts. He's had that coming in. Each of his last three starts, only three hits allowed. 18 and a third innings, nine hits. In this one, it was five innings, only two hits allowed. So, you know, go ahead and take a look at that. 23 and a third innings, 11 hits in that time, but... Matt's walking five, a career high, tying a career high, struck out four, but the five walks kind of burned him out. And he only was able to last five innings with a 27-pitch first inning during which he walked the bases loaded. He got out of it with a ground ball. Phillies actually stranded five in the first two innings. Matt's was kind of tightroping his way along and then helped himself with, you betcha, another home run. That's two straight starts where he's hit a home run. Last met to do that was Ron Darling back in 1989. Tom Seaver, the only other Met to homer in consecutive starts, did that in 72. Halfway to Ken Brett. He was a heck of a hitter. George's brother once homered in four straight games as a starting pitcher, but it's the first starting pitcher all year in the major leagues. It has homered in consecutive games. Mats, who had never homered his first 70 major league starts, is now homered in each of his last two. And he did it off Aaron Nola, who had gone all year without allowing a home run to a number seven, eight, or nine hitter. It was a number nine man that finally got him. The other RBI for the Mets that came off the bat of Dominic Smith. He went opposite field against Nola. Had a home run against Nola earlier this year, too. Dom was actually two for three against Nola in this game, so he certainly solved him. But the home run by Mets, what everybody was grumbling about until the bottom of the sixth inning. And then the grumbles were all about the Mets bullpen. Jerry Blevins, who has been very good, and Drew Smith, who has been very good. They both just had a night where they didn't have it. 
Blevins walked Carlos Santana to open the sixth inning. Santana's been on base seven out of eight times in this series already. And that walk, not a surprise. He's now got 103 of those bad boys. He's the first Philly to walk in triple digits since Pat Burrell. Remember him in 08. Aaron Altair was then hit by a pitch. Then a flurry of pinch runners and pinch hitters. Gabe Kapler is a wackaloon when it comes to this stuff. I said on the air, it's like the uh, the Family Guy episode where Peter Griffin talks about how it would be a bad idea to give the monkeys the, the key to the zoo. Uh, you, you don't give Gabe Kapler a 40-man roster. He, he's going to use every little piece of it that he can. And sure enough, in that sixth inning, he brought in pinch runners, pinch hitters, but everything was working. The one guy that he left alone, the number eight batter, Jorge Alfaro, hit the big three-run home run eventually that really iced this thing. That was off of Drew Smith, who, again, it looked very good the last several games, just didn't really have it in this one. So Matt, despite some fine work, does not get a win. Neither does Aaron Nola. It actually went to Pat Neshek in relief. Aaron Nola, you know, I'm not, not trying to, like, smash the guy here, but, you know, as DeGrom continues to just do his thing and do it very well, Nola, one of the big things you pointed to April through August was he wasn't giving up home runs and pitching in a home run hitter's haven in Philadelphia. 1% of batters faced he allowed a home run to. September, it's been 10% of batters faced. That uh, That's quite different. Season series now, it's still the Mets. And in fact, they have secured the season series. 11-7, they're up with one game to play. The Mets have now won seven straight season series from the Phillies. They've never done that. Seven straight against any team in their history, but they, they have done it now. Mets are still 26-18 in their last 44, so you can draw a circle around that if you want to. But their 81st loss of the year means they've, means they've got to win out just to get to the 500 mark. And uh, I, I don't know about you guys. I don't, I don't think they've got an 11-game win streak in them, though they came close earlier this year. Remember, they opened 11-1. and Can they maybe close 11-0? Too much? Yeah, probably too much. Anyway, time to hear from Mickey Calloway. Mickey uh, has the following to say, brought to you by Ridgewood Savings Bank. At Ridgewood, you'll find the same time-saving online and mobile tools as the big banks, but with better service, fewer fees, and none of the runaround, go to RidgewoodBank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here is the manager of the New York Mets. Yeah, I mean, uh, two two free base runners, and then uh, when, when we started throwing it over, we were just going to make some mistakes. So just, you know, pitches in the heart of the plate and uh, pitches outside the zone. What stood out to you about Steven Matz's performance tonight? Yeah, he really battled. Um, you know, I think he would have five walks and, and battled through it, didn't let it fluster him, and, and kept on pitching. So, you know, he did a great job of reeling it back in when he needed to and uh, kept us in the game. The homer, the double play on the line drive, what, what can you say about Matz as an athlete? Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a great athlete, strong kid. Um, you know, just uh, it was he, he kind of put it on display tonight. So... Um, you know, I think that's uh, two homers the last two games, and uh, he's just a good baseball player, I guess. Yeah, it's pretty good, pretty impressive. You kind of got the Nola a little bit there in that uh, for the fifth. Talk about the way you kind of approached him. Uh, I, th- I thought we did a good job. Um, you know, we threatened against him a couple of times. We made him throw some pitches. You know, he didn't get through six innings. We got him out of there. Um, you know, unfortunately, we kind of let him back in the game, and then we couldn't get anything um, done against their relievers. You know, I, I think the um, the last couple of games before tonight, uh, he came in and threw first pitch fastball and got burned on it. Tonight, he threw a first pitch curveball. Um, it was more of a strike curveball. He kind of just uh, flipped it in there. 
um, instead of you know just you got to go attack right away. And you know these are these are good lessons for for a young reliever. Um, he's going to be a guy that we're going to count on in the future to come in with men on base because he's got such good stuff and, and swing and miss um, ability. And uh, I think he's he's uh, you know just learning how to uh, go about that right now because it's 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 a it's um, a little different when you have runners in scoring position than coming in with a clean inning. So uh, you know I think that uh, we can help him with that, and I'm sure he'll he'll get better and better at it. Ricky, uh, Nola's ERA went up slightly tonight. Do you kind of pay attention to that? Uh, yeah, I mean, you do a little bit. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, because we're human beings and we're all rooting for Jake. But, uh, you know, I think that uh, I was really happy with, with our approach. Like I said, we, we got him out, um, you know, usually he goes six or seven innings. We got him out before that and, you know, gave ourselves a chance to win. How much have you learned about this collection of, of younger, inexperienced relievers over the last couple of weeks? I've, I've learned that uh, they all have a lot of potential. Um, and, you know, I think that uh, they all ha still have some work. And that's not knock them. It's just, uh, you know, how we, how we view it. And, and we're going to continue to work on those things that they need to work on because they, they're going to be very impactful relievers for us uh, moving forward. The way Matt has kind of rebounded here, I thought it was it absolutely does. I think that uh, you know he, he he weathered the storm a little bit and came back and then started getting in a groove again and hopefully he can continue to finish strong. You know I, I think it's important for these guys to finish on a good note and come into next year uh, ready to go. All right, that's the skipper and a game where the Mets had their two hottest hitters go 0 for 9. It's just tough to win a game when it's happened like that. Rosario 0 for 5, Conforto 0 for 4. Of course, Conforto the day before, a triple shy of the cycle, which I mentioned on the broadcast, kind of a pet peeve of mine, saying it, the guy's a triple shy of the cycle, because on average, that happens in the major leagues 144 times a year, that a guy has the single and the double and the home run. It's simple odds. So one out of every 40 hits is a triple in the major leagues. So you got to actually get a hit and make sure it's a triple to, to get it done. Single shy of the cycle, to me, is more impressive. That hardly ever happens, although somehow Greg Jeffries once did that twice in 10 days for the Mets in 1988. Conforto still having a wonderful second half, not going to let one off night throw you here. He was facing Aaron Nola, keep in mind. And Rosario still so strong in the second half as well. Jeff McNeil, two more hits. And against the Phillies this year, hitting 474. And... You know, maybe you can say that the, the best name that the Mets have uh, have had going to or from this year is Franklin Kilome. That's the guy that the Mets traded for when Isdrubal Cabrera was shipped out to Philadelphia. Well, it was that trade that allowed McNeil to finally come up. And ever since he's come up, you guys know what it's what it's been. It's a guy hitting 340 and making every play in the field. So hats off to Franklin Kilome. If it wasn't for that acquisition, Jeff McNeil does not come up and take the place of his Drupal Cabrera. Now, for what's brewing for today, brought to you by the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. They're making a big-time comeback later this year. You're going to love these guys when they get to your neighborhood. All right, I told you yesterday I was going to take you around Philadelphia. I never got that far in Philadelphia today. I'm going to try to do it uh, tomorrow, which, which, again, is today. I'm still not real great on the tents here. But Tuesday... I made it as far as the Rite Aid across the street from the hotel. And uh, I, I got to tell you, I know this is just me being stubborn, but here's the deal with Rite Aid. And, you know, we're all Dwayne Reed all the time, obviously, in New York. And I've got a Dwayne Reed card. I've got my Walgreens card. 
I just always forget to sign up for a Rite Aid card. And, and here's the math that I'm just doing off the top of my head. I've been with the Mets seven years, okay? We make three trips a year to Philly. And easily, I'm in that Rite Aid, usually first day in. This time it was second day in. Uh, easily in there once in a series. Sometimes it's twice, but, you, you know, usually once. And I'll spend 20 bucks. You know, you get some toiletries. You get a few cliff Bars. Uh, you know, I might need a highlighter for my nerd work. Um, you know, maybe grab a candy bar, a couple things of vitamin water, whatever. I'll spend 20 bucks in there easily. Well, with a Rite Aid card, I would think that you'd save, I'm going to say four bucks on that kind of stuff. And they always ask me, do you have your Rite Aid card? And I always go, oh, and I mean to sign up, but there's always like a big line in there. And what am I going to do? Like stand there when there's one cashier and sign up for my Rite Aid card? That would be rude. So I just always tell myself, all right, you know, just find a way, go online, do something. I mean, get yourself a Rite Aid card. I never do. So I did the math. Three trips a year times uh, seven years into uh, to Philadelphia here. So that's 21 trips to Rite Aid minimum. 20 bucks. Uh, let's see, four bucks, I said, right, that I'd probably be saving 21 times four. I've cost myself $84. I just flushed it right down the, the toilet. By not signing up for a Rite Aid card. I, I don't know. And I don't know what my problem is. I just, I can't will myself to do it. And I, and I always forget until it's too late. And now I'm doing a podcast. I'm not going to just cut off the podcast and go sign up for a Rite Aid card. But anyway, oh, what was I talking about? What's brewing for today? Noah Syndergaard is 12-3. and three, And he'll go out there to face the Phillies team that got 12 hits against him last time he faced him. Zach Eflin will go the other way for the Phillies. This is a 6.05 game. So join us an hour early, won't you? Eflin's been clobbered by the Mets this year. He's allowed 13 runs in 14 innings of work. So there you have it. Mets lose 5-2 to Philadelphia Tuesday night. The Phillies are barely hanging in there in both the wild card race and the NL East race. They do still have seven bites of the apple coming up here against the Atlanta Braves, but they'll probably have to win out. And uh, sorry, I just, I just do not see that happening. All right. I'm off to go get my Rite Aid card. Talk to you guys later. This has been the Daily Mets Podcast.